You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Hi, welcome to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show. I'm Arjun Pathibar, your host for today's podcast. I have a very interesting guest, Shruti Gatke, CEO and co-founder of Zementa. Shruti and I go a long way. We both partnered during Zaget days, uh, which is my previous startup, where uh, she was helping the Axel team with cross-border SaaS investments uh, for Indian companies that sold in global market. I think I got that right. Uh, four years later, uh, we meet again in different grounds. Uh, which happens to be MSP phase. And I'm super, super excited to have the only woman CEO in the MSP space as the guest of today's podcast. Uh, welcome, Shruti. Hey, thanks, Arvind. I, that's an insight I didn't know about. Thank you. <laughs> it's really, really great to have you uh, today in the podcast. And first thing first, I'll uh, right away jump into the first question, right? Uh, everyone would have asked you about your move from VC world to SaaS, and you have answered this many, many times. But however, I just want to um, ask you this, like what were your learnings as an investor uh, is helping you now as a founder? Uh, I think one of the things you learn meeting a lot of startups is that you have to find the right market and find identify the need of that market before building any product. Um, so I, I guess one of the natural instincts is to start building, but spending a lot of time actually figuring out what your customers really need and how you can specifically solve that problem which and bring in a perspective that maybe others don't is very important. And so at Zomentum also, if you see, we spent like a good year, year and a half doing that. Correct. No, it totally makes sense. The, the, also, have you have, have this vantage point of viewing it uh, from multiple markets and that research helped you a lot, right? Uh, uh, that makes totally uh, makes sense. But we both have done our research uh, uh, to start up in MSP space, right? Uh, uh, and I want to understand your thought process. And and I've also seen a lot of people uh, picking a, a very uh, sexy, obvious markets like uh, sales and uh, marketing. Uh, and you, you picked a vertical space like MSP. And I just want to understand your thought process behind it. Well, uh, at Axel also, we've been doing a lot of vertical SaaS investments. Um, so dentists and uh, field force workers in telecom uh, or salons and spas, these were like the industries I've seen and realized that these markets are really large with uh, the most obvious people don't st start up in those, like you said, like the unsexy markets. But these are places where there is real potential of making a dent or impact. Similarly, if you extrapolate that into the MSP vertical or the IT channel vertical, you realize that SMBs are adopting to cloud and growing, but they need partners to enable them to do that. And that's where IT partners become significantly important for the growth of the SMB industry. And so we want to be the ones that empowered them, right? It's it's not very Italy. obvious market, but it's two levels deep if you dig. It's such a large and such an important market for the next next phase of growth of the world. No, absolutely. And uh, thanks uh, to you, uh, it helped me a lot in also 
uh, explaining the market to uh, investors. But I'm sure it would have been hard for you to sell how big the market is, right? Uh, it, it, it is like a un, un, uh, like undiscovered gold mine or something like that. Uh, it is. But yeah, but uh, again, uh, any, how did you come across MSP market? Like, uh, was there any uh, story behind it? Like why MSP? Uh, um, so I will not take names here, but companies that were selling to SMBs and some of them were part of Excel portfolio themselves. Okay. But trying to build go-to-market uh, and at some point in the company, you realize that you need to leverage the channel at yeah, a point where digital marketing kind of plateaus, your cap goes through the roof and then you have to leverage the channel because that's when you realize that your end SMB customer is buying through the channel. So Perfect. it's almost every SaaS company which wants to reach its customers in some point in their journey have to start a channel program and so that was the insight there that hey if this is so deep then why is nobody doing anything here and when you go and research more you realize that it's supremely untapped absolutely you know i i used to work in the space uh, uh, 10 years back in my past company and uh, uh, trust me this is uh, very very uh, uh, close knit community driven space but uh, one thing which I which caught my attention after uh, doing some research in the last uh, few years, I still see that there has been a hesitation in um, in adoption of newer technology. It's not like uh, the folks here in the space are not tech savvy; they're all uh, tech, uh, tech uh, technology uh, folks. But the adoption of technology, there's some kind of hesitance in this uh, market. And I truly believe the MSP market is underserved. And what is your take? Uh, uh, like this, this, this was something which I wanted to talk to somebody and like understand, like, is this something you think too? Like uh, what's going on here? Well, I think the this industry has not seen a wave of new companies entered them and reasons we, I think briefly touched upon, but the legacy ones that have been there in the market have hammered the hell in their marketing that it's just them, right? So it it, it will take some time, but all change is almost inevitable. Any, like their business model that itself is transitioning from being primarily order takers to a very reactive, sorry, a very proactive managed services way of doing business. And the old school tools don't serve this transition. Okay. And you can believe that they will help, but you will realize soon that they will become the bottleneck for growth of any MSP business if they want to capture this, I think what, seven to 11% CAGR that the IT services industry is growing. You need tools to facilitate that growth. Uh, this happened in the IT market. This happened in the IT market a decade ago where uh, uh, the legacy software were dominating and people were not, uh, uh, they were already invested in it. And there was one one fine day, like pretty much in the IT market, you can see companies like ServiceNow took away uh, the whole uh, space and they changed it, like adoption of cloud or adoption of the newer technology, everything happened there. I think that moment is yet to happen in MSP uh, space and waiting to happen. As I said, it's like uh, change will, it's inevitable, it's gonna happen. Uh, as you rightly said, legacy ops are uh, uh, pretty much owning the space. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's see how it goes. <laughs> it's going to be interesting times yeah. ahead. <laughs> it's strange, right? You, can, you would believe like the flag bearers of technology are on the best technology th themselves. 
unfortunately that's not the reality of it on one end we are where they are trying to serve the best breed of technology solution to smbs they themselves are operating on clunky archaic tools uh and one more thing which i wanted to uh which is congratulations on your uh, recent funding news uh, um and uh, i i happened to read one of your uh, articles and i i heard that you are doing something in ai space and uh, some research is going on there so uh everyone are talking about ai and uh, uh, even we like our company's name is superops.ai and one thing which i uh, want to ask you is like do you really think smb businesses need ai don't they perceive it as a luxury more than necessity and even if not how do you plan on educating this market the benefits of ai because people get scared away the moment we say ai so i wanted to ask like is, is there something like that uh, uh, happening with your end as well well any business whether it's the smb the it partner enterprise has to make data driven decisions uh to or better their own operational efficiency to grow their uh, business itself right now i understand that it's top down and enterprises are now now like almost well versed with that hey data and technology and ai kind of is needed to make those decisions it will trickle down like it's almost given that this is going to happen um how we do it is that we give insights to our partners so that they are able to do better business basis the data we get from them and and that's one of the things that actually they are excited about um of course like we can go on and on about this that they have not been exposed to it by other tools that they are using and have been kept in the dark um so it's this new wave of companies like you and i who will do this for them and we can change this yeah. like i strongly believe we can you know what i i started telling my marketing team is uh, let's not uh, sell ai features rather let's sell value right. right because let's not call it ai if 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 it's going to save them some time or save them some money let's uh, pitch that uh, let ai be be in the back seat and uh, because if that's the only it's i think it's in their mind so initially for smb i i said let's sell value and not talk about the feature let's not uh, scare them away with jargons or a and word uh, eventually that there will be a comfortable time when they are used to this it's a new normal then uh, it now people are getting scared away the moment we say <laughs> uh, we also talk about it as data driven decision making business insights we've stayed away from using the word artificial intelligence but at the back end that's what's happening in happening it. exactly okay so let's uh, take a detour here right so i know uh, you're building a hybrid company both from us and from india like what makes zomentum unique compared to other uh, uh, software in the market well to start off with for our customers we are able to provide like top notch service right anytime they want anything to be resolved or addressed or any help they need from us comes today i think in a matter of minutes right in less than a minute we are able to turn around on their queries i don't know how many companies are able to do this that's i think like the biggest differentiator um, we are a global company in that sense and we are there to serve our customers how we do it is just that we do it like and that happens to be from india it's okay like we we will give them the quality of service that they need 
point two is I think we're very cognizant that both me and my co-founder are not from the industry. So the way we do our product development is that we talk to our customers to ask them to amplify their problems, but being an outsider helps us come up with creative solutions to those problems. Um, so that's, I think, like a unique way. Most companies in the MSP space are MSPs themselves who started up companies. And then you have the legacy belief of how things have to be done. And you're never able to push the envelope in terms of best ways of doing, uh, being able to do those things. Um, so those two, I think, being like the biggest differentiators that, that will come in here. Absolutely. I think I, I, I want to double click on that point of uh, providing excellent customer service or support, right? So all, all the time when I see uh, any company which says uh, speed support or there is no 24 bar 5 support or we can't reach the support team or what or not, I mean, I say support is a customer facing team. Uh, that actually doesn't fit well with me. Like it's very, very important. Your customer should be able to like reach to reach out, reach you in less than a minute, right? They should be able to uh, talk, express their concerns, get the issues fixed. That is uh, uh, zero tolerance, right? In my opinion, I think that's going to be a huge differentiator. And I think uh, uh, in this space, uh, a lot of communities where I read, I think support has been a really, really uh, bad uh, as well. And I hear it takes like seven to 10 days to turn around on the first response from most companies. And I don't know how that's even acceptable in the first place. Exactly, exactly, yeah. No, there's going to be a huge change which has to be brought uh, even culturally or uh, the way that uh, uh, people think about how vendor management is soft, uh, with the uh, people. There are a lot of companies where vendors are not allowed because they are treated as vendors. So uh, the communities has to be welcoming and I think it's going to be uh, interesting, good few years to change a lot of these things. So in one of the researches I did, uh, it caught my attention that all the vendors are owned by private equity firms and a lot of consolidation is happening in this market, right? So this, this I think is very, very key to how this market is gonna evolve. So what's your take? Like, how do you think this market is gonna evolve in the coming five to 10 years? Yeah, I mean, you're extremely correct in saying that literally every large player has been bought out which means that the focus for most of these companies is going to be profitability. And which means that the MSP is going to suffer because innovation is not going to happen for those companies. That's the great opportunity for new players to come in, right? Who are just focused on solving the problem in an innovative fashion, use data, uh, AI, and give those that intelligence um, to this partner. So it's actually, I think, like the best time for new companies to enter the space. Awesome. Shruti, I have something special for you. Now I'm going to um, do a rapid fire round. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, and no hamper. <laughs> it's just a rapid fire round. Right. So, um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Ah, uh, no, only talk, no action. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, and if you were to uh, predict one thing about the MSP market, like what's going to happen in the coming years, what would be your prediction? They'll become mainstream. Like it's, it's, you cannot imagine a world where an SMB won't be on tech. And if that's okay. going to happen, the enabler will be mainstream. Okay. Okay. And um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you would have, uh, like, you, I, I know you spent quite a bit of time in US uh, when researching uh, in the US. Which is your go-to restaurant in the US? Uh, there's one place that sells vegan sushi in 
uh, San Francisco, like not recall the name, but. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, what is your biggest productivity act? Now that you're working from uh, home and juggling between offices and stuff, what is your biggest productivity hack? I uh, do weight training like four to five times a week. I don't know if in the background you can see some weights there. Um, okay. You can see the difference in my mood in the days I work out. <laughs> I don't. That's nice. That's actually good. I, I think uh, fitness activity is a big stress buster. I am a big believer in that as well. It helps channel right. your anxiety for sure. Of course, yeah. And uh, um, like, where do you uh, gather information, like your go-to uh, resource for uh, uh, being on top of all this, like a blog or uh, an app or a podcast, which is your go-to resource? To learn about the market? Yes. Yeah, market, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I spend a lot of time on Reddit where most of these folks are very active. Plus it's my customers. Like I spend a lot of time um, like interacting with customers. We do a lot of like town halls where we get our customers in and that's like the primary source of learning for us. So Reddit, so, but if you were to name any specific community or uh, uh, let's not even keep it MSP, right? Like where do you go to read a uh, new, learn new thing or any information? The web, I, I, I okay. actually consume a lot of short form content and content okay. because I've read a lot of books, but I don't remember that knowledge when I need to remember. So I <laughs> short form content. Okay. So I have one last question, but before that, I wanted to ask you this. Um, if you were to see uh, the biggest risks in this journey of a new startup, like if you were to see what would be that one biggest risk uh, uh, from your opinion uh, for any, any companies which is starting up now after uh, COVID, uh, what would be that? Well, I think the moat for any startup is the speed of execution, your internal speed of execution. Um, so I would just say like, because it's like you get posed this big questions, right? What's your defensibility? And to be honest, it does not exist early on. So how fast you move ahead, how fast you take customer feedback, how fast you iterate is your moat. And so just like internal speed of execution to make all of this happen has to be like super hard, like fast. Perfect. All right. So we're almost at the end of the, uh, end of the uh, one. I have last question is, if you were to refer a next guest to this uh, podcast, uh, Superpod, who would you recommend? I think without a doubt, Joe Panetri, um, he runs Channel E2E, so well entrenched in the channel, macro, micro, so you'll get everything you need from him. You know, he is the most uh, recommended guest in the show. You're not alone. <laughs> he's very hard to find also. I don't know if you'll, <laughs> how, far, how soon he'll make time, but he's very. No, but yeah, that would be one of the goals for us to get Joe here. Awesome. You've been wonderful, Shruti. So thank you so much for uh, being on our uh, podcast and looking forward to have, uh, have you more uh, in future podcasts as well. And best, best of luck for your uh, journey and uh, interesting times ahead. Yes, I think we together will conquer this MSPs and like give them the best breed of tools that they should get access to. Absolutely. Thank you so much.